Hello and welcome to Shelly Carney Life Coach. Today on our Friday happy hour, we're going to be talking about introverts and how introverts can outshine extroverts. I believe introverts have a stronger desire to serve the needs of others than extroverts do. If you find that to be a uh, controversial statement, stay with us and I'll explain it. Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, personal development life coach, and I believe sharing inspirational stories with valuable insights can create the kind of connection that makes a statement. That statement is, you are valuable. I appreciate you. I want to know you and hear your story and insights. Join me weekly in this conversation as we discuss personal growth, leadership, and living a life filled with purpose, confidence, and integrity. In today's episode, we'll talk about the framework for introverts to shine and how you can push past the wall of anxiety and silence to serve your community as a confident leader. So why do I say that introverts have a stronger desire to serve others than extroverts? Because us extroverts are so narcissistic. That we <laughs> well, that's part of it, but a small part. The yeah. biggest part is we have to, as introverts, have to have a strong desire or it will never happen because we have a lot more to overcome to uh, be in front of people and to share our message with the world. I'm Shelley Carney. I'm a podcasting and live streaming host. I am a coach and consultant. I'm a personal development expert. I'm an interviewer, an author, a presenter, and an introvert in a nine on the Enneagram, which is probably one of the more introverted introverts. I sort of fade into the other people around me. I fit in like a chameleon. Uh, so standing out was never something that I was planning on doing until I decided I have a message that I need to share. I need to help other people because that brings me joy. When I can tell somebody, hey, have you tried this? Or have you thought about that? And they take that advice and it improves their life. It makes me feel amazing. So when you succeed, I succeed, right? So as an introvert, I believe that I have to have a stronger need to serve than an extrovert because I had overcome a lot of um, shyness or uh, feeling like I just should sit and listen and observe and not be in the spotlight. So today we're going to talk about the framework for introverts to shine. So whether you are an introvert or... Uh, you're an extrovert who works with introverts. Perhaps you have your own podcast and you want to interview people. And some of these people may be introverts. How can you best facilitate that conversation and that interview to make them feel comfortable and to get their best during your podcast? Uh, or as an introvert, how can you shine and really help to serve other people uh, while overcoming that introversion? Did you know that uh, introverts make the best spies? Spies, huh? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the question. Are you an extrovert? If so, uh, you probably thrive around people. Uh, you think out loud, 
right? You talk through your ideas and uh, you throw them out there and see if they stick. Uh, you enjoy attention. You like to be in the spotlight and uh, brought up on the stage and, and share your ideas and opinions. And you very often dominate conversations, maybe without realizing it. You're like, well, they weren't talking, so I spoke up. Uh, not realizing that an introvert is going to wait until they are called upon. <laughs> so uh, that's what makes people extroverts. Oh, are you an introvert? Introverts uh, enjoy solitude. Uh, like uh, we need to recharge, right? If we've been around people all day, we need to be home uh, quiet with our thoughts, maybe in the bathtub, uh, maybe sitting in front of the television, vegging out, uh, relaxing and letting all of that stress of the day go. Uh, we like we focus and think better when we're alone rather than in a group of people. If we're in a brainstorming session with a large group of people, for instance, we're not going to speak up. We're not going to be able to think. We're going to be listening. We may be taking notes, uh, but we're not going to be doing much more than that because it's too busy. Uh, we listen more than we talk. Uh, you may see that on most shows with Toby, he does all the talking and I do most of the listening. Uh, I, it's not that I never have anything to say. It's that I don't like to interrupt. I don't like to, um, you know, break into a conversation that feels awkward and unnecessary. As an introvert, I feel like I'll just wait my turn. And if my turn never comes, well, then I will talk to him later right? I'll tell him something later. <laughs> when that, Now with Toby and I, it's a little bit different because we've been together for eight years now. So uh, we, we know each other's rhythms and I know when it's okay to break into a conversation or when I need to wait uh, for him to finish his thought first. Uh, and introverts choose quiet, small groups over large, noisy crowds. If you ask any introvert, would you like to go out to a club? <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse. No, thanks. I would rather stay in. We can watch a movie on Netflix. How about that? Uh, we can have our own popcorn. We got our own bathrooms. We got, you know, everything's just the way I like it. And it's, you know, it's calm. And I don't have all those other people around making noise and kicking my chair and all of the rest of the things that us introverts think about when we think about going out to a movie or out to a club or out among a, a large crowd of people. So uh, an extrovert, you know what an extrovert does after a long, stressful, hard day of work? What's that? They go to a loud, crowded, crowded bar and hang out with their friends and make lots of noise until somebody has to take Because them you're off. so energized, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to sleep and Exactly. Anyway, so you, yeah, you got to work yeah. that off again. Yeah, the worst thing that happened to extroverts is the pandemic. <laughs> right? But, That's why I called it the year of the introvert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here is my framework for introverts to shine. And now this is based on the book, uh, Introverts as Leaders. Uh, and then I've added my own spin to it. So first prepare, then presence, then push and practice. And all of this adds up to protect. You are protecting yourself and your energy and your psyche as an introvert when you do these things. Conversely, if you are the extrovert, understand that the introvert needs these things. So for instance, if you're uh, 
putting somebody on stage who is an introvert and you're the, uh, the one running the event, you need to take all of these things into consideration. Let's talk about the one by one. Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. I took it. Uh, okay. So number one is prepare. And uh, basically preparing is, say you have to give a speech. Well, you as an introvert are going to be super prepared. You're going to have your beautiful slides with all your colors and, and uh, you're going to have everything picked out several days in advance, if not a week in advance. I'll tell you, that's what I did. Um, and that's why I have all, always got slides ready to go if I'm going to be doing a presentation. It keeps me on track and it keeps me feeling confident. When I am prepared, I feel confident, I feel more comfortable, I feel calm, and I have a sense of control. I know what's going to happen because I set up the slides. I know that the next slide is going to tell me the next thing and the next thing and everything's organized and I won't forget anything. And I just feel con in control of presentation as much as I possibly can. And that's really important for introverts to shine, to feel prepared. So if you're an extrovert and you like to wing it, uh, and you like to wait to the last minute to get your work in, uh, and, and you have a partner who's an introvert and they're waiting for you to get your work in, <laughs> it can be stressful for them when you put things off to the last minute uh, because they then don't feel prepared. And that means they have less confidence. Uh, they're feeling uncomfortable, uh, uncertain. Uh, they may be a little nervous or anxious and they've got no sense of control. So keep that in mind if you're working with an introvert, whether that's uh, a podcasting interviewee, maybe you need to send them the questions ahead of time so they can think about them, prepare some answers ahead of time, write some notes so they have them there just in case, right? Just in case I forget what I wanted to say. I don't want to forget to say this thing. So I wrote a note. So I have it with me, you know, so we feel prepared and then we feel that sense of control and calm. As opposed to extroverts? Extroverts, tell me about extroverts. Uh, extroverts uh, expect that any opportunity to speak in mm -hmm. public uh, is an opportunity to be an extrovert. They rarely prepare uh, because they feel like they've been asked because of their expertise, you know? And uh, my preparation for a speech or presentation usually consists of doing a little bit of visualization the night before just like what am i going to look like up there <laughs> and that's that's about all i need but if i'm working and that's good you right. should do that everybody should do that right. the visualization certainly sure uh but if i'm working with an expert you can tell they get progressively more uh stressed out like when are you going to do this when do, when will i see this like, could you put it on paper so i know what you're going to talk about so i i can completely understand that yeah yeah so one of the good experiences in my life has been having a partner that happens to be an introvert. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know that people would recognize you as an introvert because you're, you know, you've got some extroverted traits and you've, and you've grown more comfortable with your role over the years. I mean, you're doing a presentation on the screen here. So, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, one of the good lessons for me was having a business partner who was an uh, introvert and kind of toned. Yeah. Put, and I know there were a lot of things that when I first presented to them to you, you didn't understand. Yeah. 
such as, I can't call people on the phone. Well, why not? Mm -hmm. I'm afraid. <laughs> why? What is just a phone call? You don't understand. They might be mean to me. You, know? <laughs> you didn't get it at all. But um, we'll get into push in a few minutes. But um, that is what I had to learn to do. I had to push myself in mm -hmm. order to, to uh, keep up with you. That's good. Well, good. Yeah. We both gained from it. So the next one is presence. You got to get out of your head. Uh, if you're thinking about the past or the future, uh, past, maybe you're having regrets, the future, maybe you're uh, having anxiety about it, uh, what, thinking about all the things that could go wrong. Those are not going to help you. Uh, as an introvert, you've got to stay very present in the moment. Uh, take some deep breaths. Be very centered. Observe what's going on. Look at others, the body language. Uh, what are they saying? What are they doing? What's happening in the room? Get that feel of what's going on and listen to what other people are saying and then start to think, how can I take what they're saying and incorporate it into what I want to say or do? Or uh, if you're in an interview, perhaps the interviewer has said some things that you can then take and turn them around and say in your answer, uh, thus giving a more complete and helpful answer. Uh, taking notes, if you're in a large meeting with a lot of people and uh, they're all speaking up, raising their hand and they want to talk and you don't, uh, you can still be very present by writing down some of the things they're saying, write down any thoughts you have about what they're saying, just to keep yourself there in that moment. And that's going to help you to feel more in control of the situation and yourself. So it's interesting that you should mention that because my strategy in meetings with, you know, multiple people, meetings with a group, especially if there's a whiteboard uh, present is mostly to keep quiet and what do what you do, which is listen, suggest, I, I mean, take notes and then wait until the end. It's like a sales call. Exactly. Right. Wait until the end to make your contribution. And by that time, you've listened to everyone. Mm -hmm. You've got the notes that support whatever you're going to say. Uh, and as an extrovert, you find you're on the stage, you know, lights on you and let's let's deliver on this. And I had a lot of success with that over the years. I think it was a good way for me to handle that. So not not necessarily that it made me an introvert. It was just kind of an extrovert looking at this and saying, like, how can I how can I benefit from this situation? You know, mm -hmm. so. well, an extrovert is more about what's going on around them. And an introvert is more about what's going on in my head. And that is the, the thing that introverts need to remember and why we need to remember to be present is because we can tend to be very much more in our heads instead of observing what everybody else is doing. We're thinking about, uh, why you know my hands are sweating or i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling hot or i'm feeling uh, very nervous and and we can't you know see the rest of the room until we stop looking at the inside and start looking at the outside and that's for introverts it's a it's a skill that we have to to learn and practice kind of be present but outside yourself presence as opposed to is that my heart beating wildly kind of thing right, yeah right and the next one is push, getting outside of your comfort zone. Uh, we need to work with others who are sometimes extroverts, or sometimes they're even more introverted than we are. And I see that with 
<laughs> my entire family is introverted, except for my brother, uh, my parents, uh, my husband, my kids. Everybody is very introverted. Uh, and uh, sometimes I had to speak up for my kids because they were too introverted or shy or backward or whatever you want to call it to speak up for themselves. Uh, so I had to ex exert my own energy uh, to help them. And that's a push for me to do that. So another way that we need to push ourselves is to speak first. Uh, when we do that, then we have had our chance. Otherwise, we may not get the chance if uh, we intend to sit in the back of the classroom, for instance. Uh, then we see all the people in front of us. Oh, well, what I have to say isn't as important as what all of them have to say. That's why we always want to sit in the front so we don't get intimidated by that and try to speak in the first five minutes. Uh, I have something to contribute. Then people will remember that you spoke, uh, if that's an instructor or a moderator or whoever it is, they now know you are here, you are participating, and they know that, hey, you know, they had a really good idea or a thought and they shared that. So they're appreciative of you being there. Uh, speak first. Uh, for instance, on Clubhouse. I like to go into the smaller rooms, and if it's a topic that I can speak to, then I will try to raise my hand, you know, immediately and get up on the stage so that I can speak first or in the very beginning. Uh, otherwise, I know I won't speak at all because I'll just get like, kind of, yeah, they're all really uh, smart and experienced, and they don't need to hear from me. I would get, you know, start pushing myself back. So I got to push ourselves forward make eye contact. This took me until probably I was in my 30s before I could really uh, make eye contact when I talked with people. It was not an easy thing for me. It would make me feel kind of like, uh, you know, uh, like they were seeing me and I didn't want to be seen. <laughs> so uh, I had to learn to do eye contact where I always looked at their mouth or their chin or some other part of them uh, so that I didn't have to look in their eyes. And it took me a long time, a lot of practice to get there. But once I did start giving that eye contact back and forth, then the connection grew stronger between me and that other person. Uh, try new things. It's... It's not easy to try new things, but when we push ourselves to just try and give ourselves permission to, to fail or make mistakes and learn from that and then move again forward into some trying something new, then we grow. And that's the only way we can grow. I tried um, improv. You know, I took improv classes for a couple of years. I tried acting. I tried uh bodybuilding and bikini competition. And uh, I've tried giving presentations and speaking and uh, making YouTube videos and, and just all of it. Uh, I tried. And some of it worked, some of it not so much. But I learned something new. I gained a new skill. And I can now look back and say, well, remember when I was working with the 48-hour film project and I got up on stage and I was the MC and I was okay with that. I can do that again. I can get up on stage again. And, and it gives me that extra sense of 
comfort and uh, familiarity with being up on a stage. Share your true feelings. This is <laughs> sometimes one of the hardest things we can do as introverts is share what we're really feeling instead of, uh, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I do that a lot. You know, um, people ask me, no, how you, how are you really doing? Um, good. How are you doing? <laughs> they're like, I'm giving you the opportunity to say your true feelings and you're not taking advantage of that. Uh, so do try to take advantage of that. And I'm not saying just bring everybody down in the room. Oh, well, I had this horrible day. Let me tell you all about it. But if, you're feeling nervous, you could say, well, I was feeling nervous until this moment. And now I'm trying to turn that around. And I thank you for asking so that I could do that. You know, just give it a little extra. Um, dance in front of others. Uh, this is this isn't easy for people. Uh, but when you give that energy and that uh, excitement, and you show that to other people, then they want to do it with you. It's a contagious energy, right? Uh, it certainly is. So for, for most people, it is um, because it's that level of comfort, especially if you're I, I, every time I think about dancing in front of others, I think of Elaine from uh, the Seinfeld show. Oh, <laughs> and how she some somewhere or the other, she was in a situation she needed to start dancing and it was just terrible. Yeah. And like nobody an had the heart to say party. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Uh, I want to say a couple of things. Number one. Uh, for those of you that are not aware, Shelly and I see each other probably at least three, sometimes as many as five times a week. And uh, the process is she drives up, she comes through the, the front doors, she puts down her stuff, and then she starts talking. It is rare that I talk first, and it's because, well, no, I, I'm going to say it doesn't happen all the time, but when she's got something she wants to talk about, it happens within 30 seconds after her coming through that front door, and the idea comes out, or the plan comes out, or the what we need to do next uh, comes out, and she's gained a lot of confidence as a result of that. I think the other thing, too, is that um, that sharing your true feelings is the same whether you're introvert or extrovert you have to you know at that point you're vulnerable and you have to know that whomever you are sharing your feelings with is going to accept them in a positive way and help you you know manage whatever those feelings are shelly is uh over the years i've learned just by the way she says it by the way she answers the question how are you doing whether it's on the phone or whether she comes through the door. Um, and we're in person, it, it, it took me a while, but I can tell when it's not a good day, no matter what she says. She may say, oh, I'm doing fine. And you, and I know at the moment she says that, uh, that she's not doing fine. And that conversation is required. And then as an introvert, she doesn't necessarily want to have that conversation because again, it means she has to be uh, vulnerable. And so what I have to do is be as, open uh, as possible uh, and not and not be prepared to be critical or make fun or do all the negative things that a uh, person has the potential to do. The best thing I can do at that point is just listen. And um, and I try to do that as often as possible. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, I have the same, I have uh, six children, four of whom are daughters. And I spend a lot of time trying to figure out what the next thing I'm supposed to say or do is with them. So. Uh, but I've had a lot of practice. So. As, an as an extrovert, dealing with an introvert, uh, some of your best strategies here is to allow them 
to be able to push by, say, if you're moderating a room of uh, a Zoom room or a conference of some kind, uh, make sure that you call on everybody by name. Make that eye contact and say, did you have any questions for me, so-and-so? And make sure you get that eye contact and they look up at you because sometimes that's what they needed in order to finally share something. If you hadn't called on them, they would have not shared, but then they wouldn't have had as good of an experience at your event either. But if you include them in that way, uh, just by offering them that opportunity to speak, then they will uh, step forward a lot of times because you've allowed them that room so that they can push themselves. Uh, if you if you feel like uh, somebody you're interviewing is not giving you very long answers, uh, you know they're they're one sentence, and you want them to expand on it, just ask them, "Can you expand on that for me?" Or uh, and how did that make you feel? Ask those open-ended questions to dive deep more deeply into that answer. Otherwise, your interview is going to be over very quickly, and you're not going to have a lot of uh, uh, back and forth dialogue within it, and it's not going to be as satisfying. So make sure that you ask those questions, those open-ended questions that allow the introvert to give more and more information and to feel more and more comfortable in that conversation. Okay. Practice, 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 practice. Uh, it's Another way to feel comfortable is to practice. Uh, speaking, for instance, if you want to become better at speaking, learn a famous speech and be able to just say it. You know, whenever you're doing a mic check, you have a famous speech to pull out and people will love it. They love that. You have a poem or a speech or something that people don't normally recite uh, when you're doing a mic check, people get very excited about that and they, and they find you fascinating when you can do that. So um, learn a famous speech or poem, tell stories, uh, take a look at your life and uh, come up with some stories about yourself that you can share, that you feel comfortable sharing, that can give people some insight into who you are and um, why you are where you are. And that's going to help them to know you better and to connect with you. Improvise a conversation. Uh, this was something that I learned in improv class. They, we asked the teacher, how do we get better if we're all by ourselves? You know, we can't, uh, you know, practice if we don't have a partner to practice with. And he said, yeah, you can just while you're in the car on your drive here, for instance, you could be improvising a conversation and just say this. And then what would the next person say? And what would the next person say? Back and forth, create a conversation out loud. Nobody's there to hear you. Just do it. Uh, this is really good practice for honing your thoughts and your speech so that you're less likely to uh I <laughs> do a lot of ums and ahs and like, 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 I so like, and so, uh, because that can be very distracting and um, it fills up your sentences a little too much if you're trying to speak, say, on a podcast or uh, giving a presentation. You want to get those 
filler words out of your vocabulary. And the, one of the best ways to do that is to improvise conversations and just practice it, uh, rehearse. Toby and I, sometimes we're shooting a video uh, that we, we want to edit later and we shoot the video and it, and we make mistakes or it comes out badly and, or maybe we thought we were live streaming, but we didn't hit the right buttons or something. And we look at each other and say, well, there, there was our rehearsal. <laughs> so, and the second time is always better yeah. because we've honed our ideas. We've, we've, you know, uh, solidified what it is in our thinking that we want to talk about, what we want to present. And uh, it, it, it's much better the second time. So definitely rehearse. Uh, if you're giving a presentation, rehearse it ahead of time. If uh, you're giving a speech or maybe if you just want to speak to somebody that is intimidating to you, for instance, uh, you are an introvert and you're interviewing somebody and you think they're amazing and you're like how did i ever get this interview and i'm so nervous to talk to them rehearse your conversation improvise that conversation and rehearse it and then you'll begin to feel more comfortable it becomes more familiar so i noticed as uh, texting became more popular people were conversing even less uh, than they did before it was just easier to text some people didn't answer their phones mm -hmm. so uh the deal i made with the girls uh, was that if they got their when they got their first phones, if I called, they had to answer the the call. The second thing that I did with them is they were uh, in high school at the time when the use of the word like mm. was becoming very very popular. Mm. So the deal I had with them is if you're going to talk to me, anytime you use the word like and it is not in the correct context, right? If it was I like this fish, that's fine. Mm. It's but if it was, do you do you like like uh, like fish? And I said like this to him, and he right. liked did that. And yeah. so what I did with mm -hmm. them is every time they used the word like out of a normal context, they had to start at the beginning of the sentence again. Yeah, well, my kids, they would have just walked away. Yeah, they well, wouldn't even tell you what they were going to tell you. Well, <laughs> it usually involves spending money on them. So I, uh, you know. yeah, yeah. Dad, I like if you'd like it, I'd like this, and I'd like that. <laughs> Uh, well, so that was the first uh, three steps. Uh, we'll get in, or four steps. We're going to get into the last step in just a moment. But I just want to share this free gift with you. I have a mini course and an ebook available to you for free. The uh, links are going to be in the description box. I don't think they're in there yet because I think uh, Toby set this video up. I set the live stream up and I didn't have the links, but uh, so uh, I will put them in after the uh, live stream is over. Uh, the course, the mini course is called the four stages of confident online leadership, which is amazing for people who are doing online um, podcasting, live streaming, uh, creating videos. It's very helpful for that. And then the confidence to grow. Uh, we all need to grow as individuals in order to, uh, you know, <laughs> be better at what we do. So uh, these are great little companion freebies for watching this video, my gift to you. Make sure you look at the description box and check those out. Last one is protect. Protect yourself. Oh, I see what you did there, Miss Extrovert. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Next one is protect. Healthy habits. You want to protect your health, your energy, uh, how 
how strong you feel, how confident and comfortable you feel. The, uh, if, if you stay on track with your health habits, you're going to feel that much better when you try to do presentations or podcasting or live streams. Uh, make sure you plan your rest. If you're in a live event, and I've done this, I used to, Toby and I would go to live expos and we'd do interviews. I did interviews, he did the camera. <laughs> which is seems kind of backwards, but because uh, he's the extrovert, but I was doing the interviews with these people. And uh, after about 10 of them, I would feel like I needed a break. And he didn't always understand that. Why do you need a break? Because you're just talking. I was like, I need a break. So plan rest, uh, plan your breaks. If you're at a conference or convention and around you know, in the middle of all those people and you get overwhelmed, you're going to need to get away and have a break. Maybe you need to have lunch with one or two friends and you don't want to be in a huge banquet room full of people. Plan that out for yourself. Give yourself that extra rest break. Zip up your energy. Uh, again, when I was doing these interviews with people, a lot of times it was their first time being in front of camera and answering questions, even though it was there was no question they didn't already know the answer to because it was just about them and their business. They would be very nervous, anxious, fearful, fidgety, and I absorbed that energy. And that's another reason I got so tired um, was their energy was infecting me and they were taking my calm and giving me back anxiety uh, because I didn't zip up my energy. So um, before you do something that you know is going to zap your energy, being around other people, giving um, a presentation, giving of your energy, uh, take a few minutes to do a meditation, do some deep breaths, and then uh, visualize that you are getting inside of like a giant sleeping bag, and then you're going to zip it all up, and keep your energy to yourself, your calm, your collectedness, your confidence. That's all you. You keep that all to yourself. That's for you. And their anxiety and fear stays outside of your cocoon. Um, that can be very helpful when you visualize zipping up your energy, zipping up your cocoon. Um, and then enlist a friend. If you're going to a networking event, and you are an introvert, go with an extrovert, right? If you're an extrovert and you're going with an introvert, keep an eye on them. Do you need a break? Can I get you anything? Uh, you know, keep circling back. You doing okay? How's it going? You know, uh, are, are you ready to go? What's going on? You know, I need check in, keep checking in uh, because they may not tell you, they may just go hide in the bathroom instead. <laughs> so you need to check in. Um, and like I said, if you're with that extrovert and you're the introvert, then uh, just allow them to do their thing while you take a little break, maybe uh, sit and watch people, you know, and uh, maybe take some notes or uh, supply them with a business card when they run out, you know, because they're handing them out and you're not you've got some extras. <laughs> so uh, work it as a team. What do you um, got any other protection advice? So uh, when it when it comes to protection, sometimes it means relying on that partner 
to be a good partner and help, like you suggest in the in if you're in a networking thing and you have to be the partner has to be aware. If you're an extrovert, it's really hard to be aware of just one situation in the room. You're doing everything in the context of the room and seeing how many people you can get to and you know get rid of those business cards. Uh, so it's important, like you say, for them to be aware, not only in the context of a networking situation, but in the context of almost everything else, sales situations. We know that I'm gonna take the lead on a sales situation. And sometimes the whole conversation I know because of how assertive I am when it comes to these things can make an introvert uncomfortable. And so you have to either have a conversation before or afterwards, and you have to be uh, sensitive to the fact that your introvert is, is struggling with what you're doing or what you did, and you need to have a conversation about that and give them the opportunity to express themselves like, wow, is that how you, you know, is that how you make your money by beating up on people, you know? <laughs> uh, and uh, so you need to give them the opportunity to kind of express that and uh, have a good conversation. And generally speaking, it, my experience with you uh, and and uh, my last wife, who was very introverted, was the more I spent listening to them, the more likely it was that they'd understand, right? Not, not that they, it, the understanding didn't come from me talking at them. The understanding came from them expressing themselves. And then me using a couple of words at the end, like, yep, you're right. I'll be more gentle in my next sales call or something like that. Well, speaking of sales, let's talk about if you're selling to an introvert, an extrovert selling to an introvert, what happens in that situation? It's uh, very difficult uh, because part of the sales process, as you know from my sentient sales technique, is that they have to talk. It doesn't do you any good if you talk. As a matter of fact, if you just keep talking and selling at them, you're not going to make a sale. Uh, so you start with an introvert if you recognize, and they're pretty easy to recognize. You start by giving the opportunity to talk about personal things like, oh, your daughter plays soccer. What team does she play for? And, um, you know, noting, noting the objects in their office or behind them now that we have Zoom meetings, what's in behind them so that you can get them talking about themselves. And then you make a short introduction that says effectively, and, and it varies by individual, um, I know that you uh, have an hour for this conversation and I'm going to have a bunch of questions for you. Um, if you want me to help you, uh, I need answers to those questions and I'll give you something at the end. So you kind of let them know how this is going to work. Preparation. Prep, prep them so that you, th they know uh, that this process is all about me asking you open-ended questions. Mm -hmm. And the more you answer them, the more likely it is, and you don't use this verbiage, but you let them feel like, oh, I have to participate here. And it's just the two of you, Right. It's not like you're in front of an audience. And what I've learned is that if you give them that opportunity to speak as introverts, they get progressively more comfortable with it. And they'll never be extroverts. But by the end of it, they're answering your questions. And they're always the most appreciative when at the end of that, allowing them to tell you their problems. And, I, and I don't, I'm not talking about personal problems because I'm not a shrink. I'm a sales guy, technology sales guy, right? So you let them talk about their problems. And at the end, when you present to them a credible solution based upon what they've told you, uh, they're very appreciative of that. If some, I know people, if I were to say it's easier to sell to 
ex introverts than it is to extroverts, people wouldn't understand that. Like, really? How do you get them to do it? Introverts are always consistently more appreciative of you giving them the opportunity to speak their minds, draw them out with questions, not make any, don't use any why questions, don't be accusatory. Don't, don't interrupt. Them. Don't interrupt. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, let them uh, talk their hats. So you, you know, we were on a call the other day, not, not a call, but an interview. And I think we asked a total of five questions and Manny talked for well over an hour. Mm -hmm. And I don't think of him as an introvert, No, but he was certainly appreci appreciative of the opportunity to kind of express himself, you know, to not, mm -hmm. not continually be interrupted. So I, I don't, mind selling to introverts. And like I said, you can kind of tell when you walk in the office or anything that you've done in terms of scheduling, because you don't get a lot of information from them. It's just not in their nature. Um, so you have to let them know that you're not going to be threatening, that you're going to give them an opportunity to speak. And uh, the more you do that, the more comfortable they get with you. That's right. That's right. So protect your interview subject or your uh, client protect them if they're the introvert. Uh, and when you offer them that protection and you offer them and an, uh, your ability to listen and repeat back what they've just said, uh, then they know that you heard them and they feel uh, like then they, they feel more like opening up because they've been heard and appreciated for what they've said. Oops. Introverts can shine. Uh, Introverts can shine. Uh, there are many ways, including the ones I just mentioned. Uh, but pairing up with an extrovert is one of the ways, uh, especially with a relationship like ours, because Toby is always uh, cognizant of, you know, that I'm not going to put myself forward, so he'll do it for me because he's comfortable with that. Let me tell you about my partner and what she can do. And, uh, and he, he enjoys doing that, and I feel good about it, right? I feel uh, appreciated and upheld. Uh, so that's one of the ways that we can do that. Um, be a leader who shares the spotlight, right? If you are an introverted leader, then what you can do is share the spotlight a little bit more than maybe an extrovert would be mindful of. Uh, if, if that requires you to go to each person one at a time and speak to their needs, then you can do that. Or if it means um, bringing somebody else up, say, well, you're an expert on this topic. Would you please come up to the stage with me or to the front of the room with me and give your ideas and opinions? Well, you may think, well, then you're not being a leader. You're giving them the leadership, but no, you are still in charge of the meeting uh, because you are the one who invited them and then they give their information and then they go sit back down and you're still in charge. So uh, it can be very, um, people can really en enjoy that kind of leadership because then they get to take more part in it and they feel more uh, in connected as a group in that way. And then demonstrate that labels do not define you. Uh, I can't do that because I'm an introvert is not an excuse. Uh, it, well, it is an excuse. It's an excuse not to have a life. Do not do that to yourself. Uh, labels do not define you. I am an introvert. I am a nine. Enneagram. Doesn't matter. 
I can do it anyway. You know, <laughs> I can change. I am human. I adapt. I can change. And uh, the whole world can open up to me when I do that. So don't let labels define you. Point is, she just did a presentation she just developed. She developed on her own uh, on a live stream. That's not a, none of that says introvert. Uh, so. <laughs> And if you would like to connect with me, Shelly Carney Life Coach, to schedule a free consulting call to define your social media goals, to assess your specific needs, and clarify your best options. If you too want to do live streaming, podcasting, creating videos, uh, we can help you. So contact us through messagesandmethods.com, or you can also find all of our links at uh, ShellyCarney.com and TUnis.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. And uh, if we have any questions from our live audience, we'll do some uh, Q&A. Please put your questions into the chat room and we're happy to address those. I've heard a number of helpful and interesting items tonight. Wonderful, Brian. Uh, I know that, Brian, you have said in the past that you are an introvert. I didn't uh, believe that because when we met, you did not seem... Um, you know, shy or backward or anything, but uh, that's not for me to decide. That's for you to decide. And sometimes we even take these personality tests and they tell us right out, oh no, you're definitely an introvert. <laughs> so we know ourselves. And I do hope this has been helpful. I'm glad that uh, you think it was. Yeah. That it? I believe that is it for tonight. And we will see you again next week. Uh, unless you're into gaming, in which case we'll see you in a couple of hours on AGK Gaming. Yeah, two, uh, two hours and 15 minutes. we got to get some dinner in between now and then, too. That's right. So, Thanks for joining us, and we appreciate you. Hang in there, push yourself, be present, prepare, and protect your energy, and have a great weekend. The Shelley Carney Life Coach weekly live stream and podcast is produced by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice in the AGK Media Studio in the Land of Enchantment. Please take a moment now to subscribe and leave a great review. Then share our podcast and free resources with your family and friends. Thanks for listening.